Hey, Annie, Annie, get your you gun. That door, sweetie. Annie, get your gun, Thank Oklahoma. You. A- Annie, get your gun. <laughs> Pop- no. Papa's going to be talking about the great white struggle, and I, I need my privacy. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right i we're like good. how much i tickled you ah. we're rolling okay so mm. hey everybody welcome mm. thanks for listening uh here's what's going on i had talked hey, to my name's bruce talked to a few of you talked to you a few of you fuckheads over on the discord now you guys are good guys talked to a few people on the discord told you the episode would be out a little bit late big kev over here uh is podcasting from a undisclosed location he's been stricken down with the covid uh he's on his deathbed yeah. if you hear beeping in the background that is hospital tubes being hooked up to him to his cock uh, to his cock yeah it's got <laughs> we can save it we can save it the doctor's sucking it's, his dick <laughs> i did everything i could <laughs> don't you die on me his dick's all purple and flopped over so they got tiny little electrical panels <laughs> clear <laughs> So uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin's coming to you from an undisclosed location. He's stricken down with COVID. He, uh, you know, which I, is weird. I, a lot of people have got COVID right now. Yeah, I don't believe any of them, though. Do you think they're lying? They're all lying. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure what's going on. It's like... Uh, it, I mean, yeah, what do you mean? I, you I, don't, I don't know what's know, going on. Yeah. You, you're testing You're an anti-vaxxer, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is live CNN. <laughs> oh, look at that fake coffee juice. This in. is... <laughs> Don Lemon uh, no, bar hey, over uh, here. He, he fat folks. But <laughs> he fat folks. <laughs> and we're back, folks. Uh, we are back. We had a few technical difficulties. We're back, everybody. We're back. We're in the uh, studio here. We got Kevin Tinkin remote. Um, Kevin Tinkin remote here from the studio. <laughs> Kevin, how almost you, dead of COVID. How you feeling, Kevin? <laughs> I uh, I feel all right. Dude, I keep coughing stuff up. I, I literally was like hitting my chest to like you know mm-hmm. release some of the phlegm, and then my semen. I had to wear a. I have. I, yeah, I I, uh, I had to wear a mask to bed, and then my wife was like, uh, "Hey, um, could you just sleep out in the living room, and uh, then I'll I'll just you know I'll just wake you up when I get up, and you can come sleep in the bed." So I've been doing that. Why? For two why days. the mask? That's Does your fun. wife not have COVID? No, she doesn't have it. She's the only one who hasn't tested positive. Uh, but everybody else is uh, is not good. Yeah, dude. But if I was your uh, wife, she went to work today. What? Denny, she went to work. Denny, your side pieces have it? Uh, no, none of my side pieces have it. But the only the only one that's, that may have something is the dog. You know, that, uh, but oh, that could get transferred <laughs> through peanut butter. I heard. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Oh, dude. I'll, bodily fluids you know what speaking of <laughs> speaking of peanut butter we got a very funny email this week uh let me fucking find oh it real there. quick before, shout out to before, the homie peanut butter while you look for that uh, uh welcome to bag fries uh make sure to send us emails at uh, bagfriespot at gmail.com i'm bruce i'm bruce gray that's kevin taken on the couch with brian <laughs> Boki. make sure to go follow uh bag fries uh, on the instagram and check out Fat Jocks with these two fat cocks. Yeah, Brian. Uh, and Brian, Brian's other the, podcast, too. Uh, the Brian and Ramsey Show, yeah. short, shortened as boners. 
we were debating we, we you know we used to be called worst hour of the week and we were debating changing it because we didn't want to give anybody promises of news anymore because we were sick of doing fucking homework so yeah 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 so we were like brian and ramsey show and ramsey just b n r s brian and ramsey show he just did a google doc with that on there and i was like oh that's why he likes that name it's boners and he didn't know. <laughs> That's he, great. He didn't even realize it. And then when I told him that, it was like I gave him the seven keys of the fucking Heaven's Gates. <laughs> like he was like, "That is brilliant, Boners." Boners, the yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, I do like it. I, Ramsey always gets excited about boners, you know, uh, folks. Uh, but uh, are you yeah, on the toilet uh, right now? That's good. You do, yeah. There is a very bathroom type sound coming through right now. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm on the toilet. Uh, this is my my main workstation. You're seeing me at right now, and uh, this is where I do all my uh, work. You has, know, all my COVID? parenting is from this couch. <laughs> is COVID um, giving you diarrhea? Yeah, oh. Brian. Brian, yesterday talking about this new strain of COVID, used the word. Uh, he said he heard it's very diarrhea based. <laughs> It is a diarrhea based custard here. Yeah, you'll notice the consistency is chunky yet liquid. Uh, <laughs> You're on chopped. What I've prepared for you today. God damn it, I can't find this fucking email. This is an insane email. This dude sent us a thing about dicking down a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> Oh yeah! You see that? Right. I, where where is it at? Did you send me that? Fucked I could, the jar. He uh, wait. Okay, here we go. Right now, um, gotta go okay, reduce okay. sodium on that. I'm one. not gonna give the name of this one. Obviously, uh, I think you might have sent this to Tinkett directly. So, um, let me see. It's Barack Obama. Just yeah. say it. He said, uh, "Whenever <laughs> I was going through puberty, I grabbed a jar of Jif." Creamy, he, he makes sure to say it's creamy. Creamy peanut butter from the pantry. Took it back to my bed. He's not a pervert. No, he's he's crunchy. Not, That's yeah. like a pussy full of gravel. Yeah, dude. We've all been there. Pussy full of gravel. Uh, <laughs> hey, we've all fucked. We all have fucked the lady who holds the stop sign at the construction site. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know the first album title. <laughs> pussy full of gravel. Man. Yeah. Y'all know construction site pussy, the best pussy you could get. Uh, it says right here, when I was going, yeah, yeah. going through puberty, I grabbed a fresh jar of Jif peanut butter from the pantry, took it back to my bedroom, and gave it gave it a decent dicking down. A few days later, my mom scolded me for taking the peanut butter to my room because it's expensive, and then she put it back in the pantry. <laughs> the previous day, my sister and I had PB&Js packed in our lunches. Oh, boy. Well, that's a good way to get, if the oil separates, to get it mixed up back together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's all he was yeah. doing. Well, he said it was Jif Creamy. I don't know how much Jif, oh. Jif Creamy separates. Right, good I'm only familiar with the yeah, hippie peanut butter. Yeah, I was saying, good thing it's not Justin's or whatever the fuck that shit's called. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jif Natural. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. That's nasty. <laughs> it really is, man. Whenever you're in that thing, you're looking for something to fuck. And if the peanut butter jumps out at you when you're in that thing, when you're in that puberty, yeah, <laughs> in, I, I meant to say when you're in that phase. When you're in that phase, you know you're looking for something. Anything yeah. could get dicked down, and that that's a danger. Having you're 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 entering into a dangerous period in your life, thinking of having a a, a young man in your house who's going it through puberty because th i'll tell you right now things around your apartment are going to start getting fucked it's going to be like steve harvey's going to be like <laughs> you know your son fucked everything in that driveway i'm going to grow a mustache and just give disapproving you know 
Yeah. Uh, it just nods and uh, yeah. That, uh, dude, I don't know what the. <sighs> I don't, he's so secretive though man like of course he's, he's, he has he's like to a be baby seal yeah. with this stuff yeah i mean I, it's good and i'm like i'm i'm like keeping my eye out do you know how weird you know, it'd be if he was just like out. if you're at the dinner table and you're like how was your day and he's like <laughs> well i fucked a tricycle yeah um I, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey y'all know, I, y'all know that thing you do with your tooth where you uh <laughs> you tie a string around your tooth and then you slam the door so the tooth yeah. comes out yeah i was doing that yeah. but you know with uh my penis <laughs> I, I had an electric toothbrush up my with ass my- and i was flushing the toilet with my <laughs> cock in the water <laughs> Yeah, it's just it was a good day. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, you should be lucky that he's secretive. You know, mom, you know your new washing machine? I slam my dick in it. <laughs> I felt so warm. I put uh, my dick on tender on gentle, did a nice little tumble dry. Yeah. Wait, can we go back to that email real quick though? Uh I, I fold. <laughs> To say that you gave a decent dicking to peanut butter. Yeah, that's he's very confident in how the, well he fucked the peanut well, butter. Well, the rating of fucking is on the other person. Like, if you dick somebody uh, down. Yeah, and then you're the one saying it. Yeah, like, you, you can't make an inanimate object come. So, there, you're like, stop with the fucking showboat. Yeah. Maybe you can. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when I was done with that peanut butter, it was chunky, all right? Can you, you imagine if they made Toy Story that way? <laughs> with the peanut butters in the shower with a blanket being like, I feel so dirty. <laughs> but do you think, I mean, I don't know, dude. If I opened up the peanut butter, <coughs> he must have stirred it. But you, if you if you fuck the peanut butter, you have to stir it afterwards so nobody sees your pecker imprint in the peanut butter. Mm. Otherwise, you're fucked. You're going to get in big trouble. Yeah, also, you I better mean, be circumcised. You, is he going to develop, like, friction with the peanut butter? Like, I don't... Yeah, I would like, like how to. Does that even I know functional? this guy's I mean, listening right now. I'm not going to say his name, but if you can uh, email back and tell us how it was. There was a <laughs> one time this uh, folk, search for the peanut butter fucker. Yeah. <laughs> there was this folk punker staying at my house in Oakland one time. He was in a band called Black Black Bird Rom, Black Beard Rom. I don't know. They sound. Great. I didn't like it, but uh, I came downstairs in the middle they of the night to get great. some food, and he was fucking our couch. Good. <laughs> yeah, like, like he was on his knees, not like not the middle crease. He was on his knees, fucking where the the cushion meets the the back part. The, the yeah, like down there. Oh yeah. Oh right here. Yeah, yeah. He was on That's his knees. crazy. I would. Wow, I would never even think. I, I mean, that probably is the best part of the couch to fuck if you're gonna. Crazy fuck man. No, it's because I was thinking. I was like, what? He's I, in my mind. He's he's um he's fucking at mission. He was fucking the couch doggy style. Yeah. Where I was thinking he was doing it missionary, and he was fucking <laughs> the, the, in between the cushions. No, this guy's on the ground. Did you um. Did you say anything, or were you just like, just whatever? I think I, I, I didn't look here, walked in on a roommate, <laughs> fucking a couch. Now he was not a roommate. When he first he, walked to the house. He was crashing. Oh, I he was crashing. No, but he. Uh, I, I think I just said, "What up." And then walked in the kitchen because I think I didn't know what to say, and uh, yeah, I think I, I think later on that guy had some uh, punk version of Me Too issues. I'm not sure though. But was it from a person or from a piece of furniture? I think our couch. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, he was at Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah. It's funny because that reminds me of whenever uh, whenever Clint Eastwood pulled up the chair at the uh, Republican. National yep. convention. And he's like, and he pretended it was Obama, but I'm just picturing Clint Eastwood with your couch. I'm like, and then what did that uh, folk punker? What did he do to you? 
Did you ever see The Rock at the RNC in 2000? No. Dude, The Rock. <laughs> the, the, the amount of change that has happened in this culture. <laughs> like, The Rock was at the 2000 RNC, and he goes, uh, and he just comes out, and he's like, The Rock has come to the Republican National Convention if you smell. <laughs> and it's like, there's like, I don't Did know, some he... fat Republican next to him, and it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> that would never happen like, now. Al Gore, you jabroni. <laughs> yeah, you think yeah. you can come in here and change this planet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just talking about Rob going to give Al Gore a rock bottom directly on top of fossil. Here's an inconvenient truth for you, Al Gore. My boot, your ass. That bitch, bitch Tipper Gore, you think that you put expletive thing on top of CDs? When I'm done with you, you'll be as homeless as a polar bear. <laughs> Al Gore is the guy obsessed Shoot. with polar bears, right? Uh, well, I don't. Was, oh, yeah, he always talked oh, about yeah. polar bears. That's yeah. where they had that CG... Yeah. That CG'd polar bear dying. Oh, on the do you ever watch an inconvenient, inconvenient truth? truth? Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks worst like it, Pixar movie yeah. ever. It, di it dies like a, a <laughs> it, it dies like an animal in Big Buck Hunter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way you shoot an animal in Big Buck Hunter, it just goes. It just falls Big over Buck Hunter, this is a regional, yeah, yeah. regional reference for you, Bruce. Uh, my father's place in Portland, Oregon, I had the highest score on Big Buck Hunter really? for a long time. I, I had come wow. back, and it was still there. Wow. I, I, I don't want to say what my initials yeah. were, but let's just say they started with F and ended with G. <laughs> It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know what? It might have still Frank been. Frank <laughs> Anthony Guerrero <laughs> at it again. <laughs> It might have. Uh, it was fig. What? What are you thinking? Uh, 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 <laughs> it, uh, you know what? I was. I, I, I would go to my father's place quite often up there because I, I would. I've I've won quite a bit of money playing video poker over at my father's place. But I've also played Big Buck Hunter at the uh, Big Buck Hunter. <laughs> Big Buck Hunter. I all. Uh, I was there last time. I also play Big Buck Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I also play Big Buck Hunter. It's very good. You like. You like. You shoot a gun. It's great. <laughs> that's a great that's a great a great character like you're doing sideline interviews at the big buck hunter world championship and he's like a representative from every country there dude uh but i was there and i it, i think it still might have been the high score but it really uh at this point in time could have been anybody you know i had i mean i set that high score in 2011 there's no way it's still standing. Well, I mean, I think it was the same initials, but probably a different. Yeah, guy. yeah. No, for sure. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. those are taken all the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, you got ass. Those are the ones. Like, yeah, tit. Ass, tit is good. There's a few other ones I don't want to get it's too solid. deep into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't either. That people use. But, um, you know, Big, Big Buck Hunter, there's a, uh, there's a Duck Dynasty version of it right now. Uh, I mean, I've you played. Get, you get to kill the racist grandpa. No, I'm kidding. Sai <laughs> 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 is his name. He gets up. He's like, y'all got any juice? And then you'd shoot the fuck out of him. Big cuck hunter. <laughs> y'all got any yeah. juice? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he says on that show. I don't know I just know he has a cup all the time, and it's probably sweet tea or something. Yeah. Where's the peanut yeah, butter? for sure. Uh, so this guy. Um, oh, welcome to the pizza shop. Get yourself some beer. Enjoy the buck hunter. 
we got this guy right here. Uh, you know what's cool, Kevin, is you could do anything you want on this episode, and then later, whenever you get uh, kicked off of SNL, you could just be like, I don't know, man, I had, I had COVID. My brain yeah. waves were all fried at the yeah, time. I've ch- I've changed since then. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Most, most specifically, my underwear, because I was shitting myself yeah. all the time. I had a, di- yeah, I had yeah, a yeah. diarrhea-based illness. Wait, at the you time. never answered that. Have, have you been shitting your brains I out? I didn't. No, no, no. So my my uh, my son has like zero symptoms. I am like super congested and keep coughing. Uh, Annie, my daughter, has had uh, the double pipe explosion mm-hmm. where she's throwing up and you know pooping and yeah, that's been fun. And then I gotta like re- it's it's horrible to be a dad uh, sometimes, you know. It, but I. It's good to be able to be there for him, but at the same time, like, I'm just like trying to calm her down, and like, she's like taking a huge dump, and just like, I'm like, it's okay. She's like, I'm gonna pass out, Dad. I'm like, you're not gonna pass out. You're okay. Like, if just keep talking to me, and she's just like, I don't know. And then I'm handing her a bucket, and the, it's uh, so that's been fun. She's, she's I, in the I, other I, room I writing like, a manifesto. Or this is a core memory that's being formed right now. Is Having COVID, being in the other room, and your dad talking into a <laughs> microphone to people on the internet, be like, "Yeah, she's in there taking a big yeah. dump right now." <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be she's gonna be talking to her friends at school, and they're like, "Do you like podcasts?" And she's gonna be like, "No." And she's like, "Why?" Because she's like, "You know, on podcasts, how your dad's always talking about how you have diarrhea." <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like podcasts. Yeah, this yeah. is actually a diarrhea yeah, based podcast. About my puberty, and diarrhea. I guarantee and you, in about four years, stories. In about four years, you're going to be wishing these were the problems you were dealing with with her. Yeah, dude, I know. Seriously, I'm I uh, I I'm constantly terrified that it's going to get bad. But like, uh, yeah, and her friends, like, she's got cool friends, which is scary as hell. Yeah, like, I don't like cool friends. Nope. I want I want boring Magic the Gathering chill friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, do chills. So will mm-hmm. Will keeps playing Fortnite. Like, he play. That's that's his activity with his boys playing Fortnite. I'm like, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, he this is good. Uh, but none of the all these kids, by the way, socially are broken. Like, they are. It's so odd. Like, well, we they were inside for two over. fucking years. They're like sitting at the table. I'm like, what do you guys want for for dinner? Or whatever. So I, we order pizza and we go get soda. Like everything they want. And then they sat at the table. And uh, started eating, and then they both were like, "I look over there, both on their phone, just like not talking to each other." I'm just like, "What is happening? Like, you guys are spending the night, like, hang out, you know?" And they're just on their phone. He's like, "Dad, we're having some private time right now." We're well, you know what? Time. You know what's actually happening is they're texting. <laughs> oh, they're texting so each other about how fat and stupid you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Laugh it up. Laugh it up. <laughs> They're like, I just gave your bitch ass father COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I spit in his Dasani. Yeah. Dude, yeah like, Dude, let's, go, let's go pee in your dad's water jug again. <laughs> I See, beat off in your dad's dude, diary. Your kids are going to. Yeah. <laughs> my jokes. Oh, my jokes. Yeah. You, you come in, your, fr- your son's friend's just smashing his dick in your nope, notebook. Like, oh, your dad's so funny, huh? How funny is this? I bet he's such a funny comedian. I bet he's so successful. <laughs> uh, we got another email right here. Um, 
I'll leave the name out. Even doesn't say to do or don't, but it says, "Hey, since you guys brought up uh, Brian, you would actually like this is up your alley." Since you guys brought up Bud Dwyer on the pod, oh hell yeah, wanted to say that I could walk to where he committed suicide in like ten minutes, and didn't want to name where Lucky I live. Worst it, stunt ever. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a, a timer, like fucking uh, supermarket sweep. Yeah, it goes to, hits a fucking thing, and it's just counting down from ten, and he's just sprinting over there. I used to live walking distance to the Golden Gate Bridge. That's <laughs> yeah. like four thousand suicides. Yeah, I know. So you know what's funny? You lose. Is, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he said he didn't want to name where he lived on the server on the Discord, which is a good thing about. Uh, I guess good thing to say about our fans is that they don't want to tell each other where they live. Oh, Ramsey and I's pod, oh, every email starts with, please don't say my name. Yeah, some of them. There's another one <laughs> a guy sent in that said, please do say his name because he craves uh, fame. He also called me the new guy. Uh, the uh, Yeah. He didn't want to, and it also, it says his wife got like three million bucks apparently because he technically died in office. Well, that was the whole reason really? why he killed himself. That was 100% the reason. To give his wife money? Yeah, to get... Because he was about to... He, he got caught up, like... Yeah, he was about Bl to go to Blagojevich, jail. Rob Blagojevich style. He was going to lose his pension, and he was going to lose everything, um, but he had a life insurance policy or something. There was some reason... He killed himself in order to save money for his family. That's the only reason he did it. Wow, dude. What a self... Kevin, oh, wow. hey, Kevin, you ever thought about doing that? <laughs> and I'm like, my... You really got the gears turning. Yeah. The, um, like, did you say three million dollars? Yeah. He kills yeah. all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking he's gonna get three million. <laughs> <laughs> oh holy shit! Oh fuck! I did it wrong. Oh damn! God, I can't never do anything right. Damn dyslexia. You think? <laughs> you th all right. You think? Let's say. Let's say you're on. Uh, you're on death row, and they're about to execute you. Uh, I've read a lot about last meals. Mm -hmm. Don't you dare say it! Because uh, <laughs> there's a bro, there's a there's a whole website that lists people's last meals, mm -hmm. uh, and you could go through and read them what people wanted. But do you think that you could have them like be like, if you were like I just want one long night alone with the big buck hunter? Do you think they'd bring you in a big buck hunter? Nope. Damn it! Dude. I know. I'm sorry. No way. I, I thought you were gonna say you yeah, wanted one long night alone with a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, because <laughs> they might. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if I was your buddy who got me too out of his fucking folk rock band or yeah. whatever the fuck, and he's like, "There's there's a specific couch in Oakland. Can you please <laughs> can you please fly her in? I miss her. I miss her. Yeah, he starts writing letters to your house. He's like, "Please put this in the couch." He's yeah, he's got pen, big pen drawings of the couch on his wall. You know those prison drawings. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, did, 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 Voki knows about that uh, drawing that that dude gave to you that was in prison, right? Oh no, I don't know. He gave it to a buddy of mine. It was I talked about it on the last episode because we were talking about how in uh, if you ride the Greyhound through the Central Valley, you're always picking up prisoners. Well, we talked about that because uh, that happens also in San Jose, and I remember I was on a Greyhound bus and because uh, you used to have a scam for free Greyhound buses, um, but uh, tickets. But um, oh, really? Yeah, my friend had a, a corporate account number for them, and then you just charge it to that account number or whatever. I don't fully remember. Dude, $11 back into my pocket. Dude, Greyhound's surprisingly expensive. <laughs> well, oh, you know what? Uh, I mean, I'm not. we're not sponsored, but the Flix bus is cheaper. Right? Uh, I met, when Flix started, uh, that was a game yeah. changer. Dude, I saw a guy in a wheelchair one time. A guy in a wheelchair. You know how somebody on the bus in the wheelchair where they strap them in like they're a 
old washer. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it was this, 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 guy was in, this guy was in the back of the Flicks bus. And uh, I remember I was on my way back to L.A. and I was running late. I had a spot and the weather was bad and it was a whole thing. And they stop in Burbank and, uh, and then drop off somewhere else. And they fucking bus driver took a hard left and a suitcase fell out and fucking smacked the shit out of this guy that was in the wheelchair. And he was like, stop this motherfucking bus. Oh, man. You stupid motherfucker. You fucking driving like a moron. Wait, was he on the bike rack? Where was he? Wait, I missed this. No, he was in the Yeah. He's getting it with bugs on the front of the bus. like, God damn it. Y'all people are crazy. But he was, no, he was in the back of the bus. Where they like took they there's like a spot where they take out two seats to strap in the the homeless. yeah okay yeah. and they uh, the fucking wheelchair <laughs> the uh, the suitcase fell off and smacked him in the fucking head Jeez, and he went right. fucking ape shit on the driver but isn't that how uh, the oxy clean guy died uh, no Billy Mays died from Bob Saget style he smacked his fucking head on the uh, on an airplane and nothing fell on him I think it was a hard landing and he smacked his head as far as I know I don't fucking I actually know. went on the Wikipedia page and that's not true it's not what happened uh, well according well, to the Wikipedia he was, page, I know he had a fucking that was like a myth he had a bunch of shit in his system he had all kinds of oxyclean and oxycontin <laughs> yeah, and <yeah>. fucking cocaine <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was snorting yeah. oxy the bubbles get you higher <laughs> yeah he, he, starts, he starts floating up like Grandpa Joe and yeah. Charlie's yeah like, exactly we got a burp <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, yeah, that yeah. uh that that guy that we, you were you were telling me about the what was what was his deal? I can't remember. What guy? Which Bruce. uh which guy? What well, we I just brought that up. This is a great podcast. Oh, sorry, the, uh, the, grand, the, prison, the prison drawing. Well, I, I got onto the guy who was strapped down. Uh, talking about the pen drawing. Yeah. yeah so the guy. So my friend Brad, yeah. who I, he lived with me in Santa Barbara, was coming back from Bakersfield to Santa Barbara on the Greyhound, and uh, picked up some prisoners. And a guy asked him to use his phone, and he said yes, and he let the guy use his phone. Uh, and then the guy gave his phone back, but as a thank you to him, gave him a very detailed pencil drawing of a beautiful naked uh, chick, beautiful Latina woman. She was uh, she a big booty Latina? Uh, she was super thick, and she but she had a shirt on with big time cleavage, and she was bent down like a catcher, fucking like she was Yvonne Rodriguez <laughs> big or something. Time cleavage. And on the, <laughs> yeah, we hit the big time cleavage button here, dude. This is actually good for uh, this. No, story. these are all new. Oh, it's a new soundboard. New. Oh, bro. I know. Damn it, dude. There's one a sound drop that goes. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, we'll, we'll uh, get them back. <laughs> we'll get them back. But then uh, the pencil drawing was of a woman bent down like Yvonne Rodriguez, and she had a massive puddle underneath her of piss. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so yeah. that was his thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And my friend Brad what a is sweet guy. Yeah, my friend Brad was like, dude, yeah, very sick, kind, sick. Thank you. <laughs> like we had it hanging in our apartment for a, a long time, dude. When those prison guys get on the Greyhound bus, they're all dressed like the older brother in Goonies. You know they all, they're all wearing like crop top sweatshirts, <laughs> like sweatpants. They all look like weightlifters yeah, yeah, yeah. from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. It's all, and they all have black trash Bruce, bags. I told Bruce last week that because we, I took my uh, my wife on a trip to Vegas, and we're so cheap. Like both of us were like, let's do this, and then we ended up being on this bus with uh, these inmates that just got released and we're driving past a dead field. And the guy just, I remember a guy looking out the window going, man, this is fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> it's beautiful. Like, 
it just like it was so sad but we were also like just like scared like at the same time just like this is uncomfortable you know well, remember but, that guy uh, got his head sawed off on a greyhound in canada yeah somebody was decapitated mm-hmm. on a greyhound mm-hmm. yeah one of my favorites yeah i thought you were gonna say one of my friends yeah no. <laughs> one of your bus yeah i wouldn't friends. be surprised no, I don't. I don't hang out with murderers. I don't know. If, well, yes, I do. Oh, damn. <laughs> You're right. I know a few. I had a Wait. murderer in here yesterday. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, I, I, that's a rude way of saying it. I'm not going to go any further. But the man had some issues with the law. Okay. <laughs> the man had some issues with life and death, and which side All of right. it, which All side right. of it he wanted to be on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, just say a business geez. deal went awry. <laughs> <laughs> he was a, he was an executive right. of Enron, right. at Enron. Well, I run a podcast studio, and you know the podcast world is a sketchy world. Yeah, what? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Did everybody go from Enron go to jail? Uh, some of them went to Playboy. I have it on my wall. That was after that. The lady, of Enron uh, the ladies of Enron. That was after. Yeah, who nobody wanted to see ladies of Enron before the scandal. Uh, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think the ladies of Hewlett Packard <laughs> would sell that well. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the ladies of Enron, Enron are mega babes. Well, they had some work done, yeah. Oh, after, but no, uh, the, all the top people went to jail. Some of them killed. One of them killed himself, I think, before he could go to jail. Yeah, you killing? Oh, are you, yeah. you two killing yourself before you can go to jail? No, I'm fine with jail. Okay. Have you? Ha- oh, you've only been, jail seems you've been great. In jail overnight here and there, right? Yeah, yeah. I did four nights. Yeah, but uh, I've never combined in a row. I've never been to prison. Yeah, of course I've been not. To a jail. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your What was your four nights for? What did you do four nights for? I keep I kept getting caught on a Thursday, you know, <laughs> and so you don't get to see a judge till Monday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's just something about yeah. Thursdays, pal. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Going up on Thirsty Thursday. Thursdays, you, man. Yeah. You kept getting <laughs> caught on Thursday. Caught, <laughs> caught what? Uh, shoplifting, setting a Bible on fire in a hotel. Um, Always thirsty. What were you shopping? Uh, playing a playing a punk show that, I, dude. I got we had our friend invited us to play his birthday party. Turns out the whole thing was illegal. He was squatting the property, and I got arrested because I had whiskey on my amp. I had no idea we were in a, an illegal party thing. I had whiskey on my amp, and there was underage people there, so they tried to charge me with distributing alcohol to minors. Uh, it didn't. I've never it, been convicted just, of anything. And where that's all in Oakland? No, no, no. I never got arrested in Oakland. Only detained. <laughs> so you got arrested because you had you had whiskey on your amp? Well, I got arrested for trespassing and alcohol. Yeah, they were just like they were just scooping people up. Was that the uh was that the osnap.com? Yes. You, that was osnap.com. Will you talk about the osnap.com guy? So the guy who arrested me, he looked like Hank from Breaking Bad. He was like a shaved head guy, but he was a Oh yeah. It was in this town in South Carolina, uh, Greenwood, South Carolina, and um, the they it was such a small town. They they heard there was a rave or a drug party. They used all these weird terms. I was like, not that at all. It was a yeah. birthday party. A fr- man, there's band. some kind of there's a freak out going on. Yeah, down the yeah street. exactly. Yeah, they're using they're using <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charlie Manson terms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do they call those LSD yeah, parties yeah. back in the day? The electric Kool Aid or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got you boys having a love in in here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so uh, that guy, uh, he was playing clothes, and the cops were there. We like regular cops in uniforms are there, so everybody was scattering. And this guy had a flashlight in my face, and I was like, and he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, 
I, and that is, a Hawaiian shirt is the ultimate undercover cop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's what a cop thinks is normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Their undercover is a Hawaiian and shirt a, where everybody else has mohawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, we will be undercover boys and wink, wink. Yes, it will be. Hawaiian yeah, he's wearing shirt. a full. Well, you know what they can't see? <laughs> I call it urban camouflage yeah. you'll never see us key west, key west camouflage yeah, it's, yeah. he's wearing a full tuxedo yeah, yeah. yeah so uh yeah. he had his flashlight in my face and i was looking for my keys because i had just dropped them and it was outside and it was dark and we trying to bail ground. i was trying to yeah i was trying to bail were you gonna leave your equipment oh yeah uh i was borrowing my friend had oh, a whole yeah. back line set up and all oh, i had was my guitar so, so you were just gonna grab the bass and go? I already had it. It was guitar. It wasn't okay. bass in that Excuse band. Me. Right. Sorry. I only played bass in one band Shows. ever. I just know you as a bass player. <laughs> I know. That's how the whole world knows. You. That's why I got so frustrated. <laughs> That's why I left the biz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to be shemp. You know what I mean? But uh I uh so the cop had a flashlight in my face and I was like, Can you get your fucking flashlight out of my face? I'm looking for my keys, the pigs are here. And and then <laughs> I noticed a dangling badge and he put me up against a cop car and I, he was like, do you live here? And I was like, no, I'm just staying here tonight for a party for my friend's party. And he goes, so you're staying here? And I was like, just tonight. I live in Athens, Georgia. And he goes, so you live here? And I was like, no, I don't live here. And he, I don't know what he was doing. And he goes, oh, snap.com. You just lied to a police officer. He was like... <laughs> He had that effeminate, <laughs> he had an effeminate Southern accent. Like, I, yeah, David yeah, Cross yeah. has talked about it. Like, it, it, it doesn't, it's, it's just an accent down there. It has no bearing on what you fuck. Yeah. So, like, and, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. and he kept saying, oh, snap.com. So, we were in the back of his car, and uh, Metallica came on, and it was their cover of Whiskey in a Jar or whatever, that Thin Lizzy cover. And so, I just started singing it in the back of the cop car and he goes oh snap.com you ain't about to have a good time in the back of my car <laughs> <laughs> and then love uh, that website yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah he, he, we should definitely buy the rights to oh snap.com well apparently back in the day I, I was telling that story at flappers and somebody pulled it up and it was a porn site oh, fuck yeah yeah oh, oh snap.com was a porn site but not anymore yeah, oh, it's dudes snap.com it's yeah. dudes in Ohio something boy you ain't gonna be in the back of this car thinking about no <laughs> whiskey and no jar because <laughs> you already in big trouble for some whiskey so i'll tell you that yeah, right yeah. now oh, oh it's oh, oh snap.com is about dudes in ohio snapping their boner it's, <laughs> it's tales from the tales from the crypt i was one year i was one year out of the military so i i, I showed him my military uh, id card and i was like you know i'm a veteran whatever he goes oh snap.com you think that's a get out of jail card free get out of free whatever you know what i say <laughs> get out of jail free card <laughs> i can't even talk right now so, uh, but then you think you about to get a large fries for no cause, dude? That <laughs> night I got punched in the face by the cop who was processing me. He was doing all my fingerprints, and he goes, "This doesn't feel good, does it?" And uh, I, uh, he goes, uh, "I can't remember what he said, but he, as he's doing that and he's telling me it doesn't feel good, I go, well, 'Well, I'm the one who's going to get out tomorrow. You're going to be working here for 30 years. You're doing the life sentence.'" And he punched me <laughs> right in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, because you, yeah. you talk to him like the Joker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then uh, yeah, they put me in the cell, and uh, that that one was a tough one. Uh, that one followed me around for a minute. But you did was didn't you have another run in with the? Because was this the one where you represented yourself in court? Yes, I so <laughs> me, 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 and, me and my friend Dave, who has since passed away, uh, we we represented in ourselves peace, in court. But what was funny was we didn't like Dave. 
cross examine the like he asked questions to the cop and the and everybody was just rolling their eyes at us i had a mohawk at the time so i cut the top of my mohawk off to have a mullet and uh, because i wanted to look like a local (laughs) so i put on a striped shirt and i tucked it into my jeans and i had a big belt buckle on uh i'll just say a southern belt buckle (laughs) put it that way times were different it was a different time i was was, trying to blend i was a big buck hunter champion with a very large belt buckle and and a mullet <laughs> and uh, but the judge, I swear to God, they they because uh, they charged me with distributing alcohol to minors and all this other shit that just wasn't it wasn't relevant. And the judge was listening to everything, and she goes, "It sounds like to me, you guys came to a party to play a show, and you had no idea what you're going into. And I think these charges are a little trumped up and like uh, overboard." She goes, so I'm going to mm-hmm. dismiss this. But she goes, I want you two to know this had nothing to do with your little display you put on here. <laughs> she goes, these charges, it's just, it was just too much. And so uh, we get out of the court. And as we get out of the court, I do, I do a cartwheel because I was so stoked. And the two cops who arrested yeah. me, the osnap.com and his partner were there. And he goes, if I see you in this town one more time, I swear to God, it ain't going to go down the same way. <laughs> And uh, yeah, good God, yeah, I, I never so remember. you did a cartwheel directly in front of him. I didn't know he was there, I kind of <laughs> popped up on the cartwheel and was looking at these two cops. You're just face to face, he's like, This ain't never yeah, gonna yeah. happen. Oh, again. snap.com, he thinks he could do gymnastics in the front of my courthouse. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Yeah. If I, if I, Ryan, I always, I always hear various like chunks of your life, uh huh, like, but I don't think I've ever gotten like a like a, I've never seen like a proper interview of your life. Uh-huh. Like when, when did you start? Uh, when did you first realize uh, that you hated cops? Well, I was, ra- I've, I'm, <laughs> I was raised by a family of multi-generational narcissists uh, who have issues with authority because they feel like they are the authority. So yeah. it's in my DNA. So it, it predates me, brother. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was all the, pigs in the womb. Yeah, all the, all the, all the shit that causes us the most trouble seems to be our parents' uh, genetics following us. Yeah, uh, you wait. So when you, where were you born? I was born in Maine Medical Center in Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. <laughs> yeah. And then, you, and, then <laughs> and then you moved to Florida after that. No, I moved to Georgia in eighth grade. Eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. And is that when you started playing music? Like, cause Brian's been, Brian has been in like, in what I would describe as a thousand punk bands and always has a bunch of great stories about playing music and stuff, but I never like, but you also, it will also be like, I'll oh, hear some random obscure band. You're like, Oh yeah, I fucked that guy's sister. <laughs> or like, it'll be always like, Oh yeah, that guy, I, yeah. that guy, uh, I don't kiss and tell. So I would have never ass. said that. Oh, it's the, Oh, oh Def Leppard. I, I cut right. off that drummer's arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so when did, when did the music I, I started, started and when did it start getting bigger? I started playing guitar in seventh grade in Maine, six, six or seventh grade. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I remember it was the first time I ever cursed in front of my father was I was trying to get an electric guitar and I only had an acoustic oh, yeah. guitar and I was like, I need an electric guitar. All I can play is lesbian shit on this. And my dad was <laughs> holding his laughter and he goes, get upstairs. <laughs> he was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. um, you're just playing guitar and you're just playing guitar. Like, 
25 years in my life. <laughs> yeah, just Lilith Fair stuff. Yeah, it's all you good yeah, players. Yeah. Yeah. You get a fast car. <laughs> yeah. You get a fucking fast <laughs> car. You're just like begrudgingly playing acoustic guitar. Um, but yeah, no, my first band was uh, in when I was 15 years old, but I didn't play an instrument that I sang in it. That was Incestuous Necrophilia, who turned their name to uh, uh, Litany after that. Uh, Incestuous okay. Necrophilia, yeah. first, first, Brian's first band. Yeah. Yeah, we were a blackened That's death great. metal. Hell yeah. Do you remember any of the song titles? Yeah, Bag of Blood. That's good. Bag of Blood. Bag of Blood. <laughs> All that remains is a bag of blood. Is that the song? It was about a serial killer where they couldn't find... He, he drained the bodies, and he would just leave bags of blood, but they could never find the rest of the body parts. Yeah, I think the biggest mistake your dad... Yeah, it's mistake a good song. Bi- biggest mistake your dad ever made was going to give you an electric guitar. Does he know that? He should have just made you play the acoustic. Yeah. If you would have kept it the acoustic, you might be playing some cool country music or something. I know, right for now. real. Let's uh, you're doing Bag of Blood. <laughs> What's up? We're Incestuous Necrophilia. This song's called Bag of Blood. It's actually about a serial killer priest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, then it's, but then it's you yodeling over a banjo. <laughs> bag of blood. Like, bag so of blood. Of my boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got a bag of blood. It's about your grandma's dialysis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, my first band's name was Acupuncture for Trees, so uh, it wasn't quite as cool, but it was... Uh, that sounds it, like... That, I don't know what... That sounds like guys who are very good at their instruments. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. Yeah, yeah was I mean, it like prog rocky uh, time changes and stuff? Uh, not, not... I mean, it was more uh, blues rock, but there was definitely time changes and, and stuff, and we were trying to be fancy. Yeah, but uh, but we never went anywhere with it. So did in incestuous neck uh, Rophelia Did that? Did that <laughs> one? Yeah. So did it Charlie did, Rose? No, incestuous neck Rophelia Did they go anywhere with this? Uh, night or no, we have to wait. What happened was uh, all the clubs were pay to play down there, and because we were in high school, we had a ton of friends, mm-hmm. and we were all in different high schools. So uh, people come out to see us. So we ended up playing like tons of shows at the Masquerade, which is still there today. Uh, so we opened for a bunch of bands that we shouldn't have been opening for, but because we, it was just like a, it was basically a bringer show. We brought all our friends up. We would oh, sell yeah. tickets in high school, like we'd go to the cafeteria, yeah, and yeah, sell yeah. tickets to people. So yes. we played a lot of shows at Mastodon, who are still around and very popular. We yeah. played that show with Eve Six that I do that bit about. Oh uh, yeah, Brian, Brian got. We covered their only song. Yeah, <laughs> they were a one hit wonder, and we played their one hit <laughs> right before they came on. Was it? Was it? You were their opener. Yeah, yeah. We played. I will swallow my pride <laughs> just to be a dick. <laughs> you, you guys did it to be assholes, or were you like we? Yeah, we were just trolling. Or were you them. like they'll like this? No, we were trolling. Yeah, and that's where the guy. Didn't the guy choke you out? No, he didn't really choke me out. He pushed me up against a wall. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't say he choked me out. <laughs> but he, he literally the said to me, you don't Eve think this. Eve 6 fu- guys? Yeah, the Eve 6 singer was like, you don't think this happens to us every night? Shitty bands were like opening for him like ours and just being dicks. But I did that. At, yeah, yeah. Remember that Cal Jam festival that the Foo Fighters threw that? Yeah, yeah. I did that bit at because I did stand up at that thing and the guitar player for Eve 6 saw that. That and he loved it and he said he immediately texted the singer and he wanted me to do stand up at their 20th anniversary show at the region oh. but they never followed up with me but yeah. he was so juiced on because he was like yeah he was a little fucked up back then <laughs> I don't think this guitar player was Those in the band the back then 
Yeah, but now they're like a now they're like they're Twitter trolls. Yeah, they're popular on Twitter. That's so weird. Now they're like playing shows again. I think they're like socialist tweeters. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple of socialist tweeters down here at the thing. Get these damn socialist tweeters out of my town. All I can think about is that osnap.com guy being like being like, if hey, you I don't want to see you in this town. If I even see your name on the big buck hunter at the bowling alley, you are fucked, y'all. You are big trouble, man. I'm oh, telling you. What. Yeah, we, we got ourselves some socialist tweeters down here. She's in the strat shirt doing cartwheels. <laughs> One of them socialist tweeters for sure. And but, then I would have popped up for the cartwheel and been like, I'm an anarcho tweeter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, uh, okay. So, so yeah, you're doing, you, so you're opening for Eve six. You're opening for these bigger bands. This is still in high school. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, and then when, when did, uh, did that band last through college or college? I went years? to the army. I didn't go to college. Right, 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 right. So you, no there was no music in the army. No, no. And singing. that was for how long? Uh, two years, nine months. In the army? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, dude. What well, did you? You eventually got kicked. Uh, asked. To, Asked to go home. I won't say kicked we, out. We mutually decided that it wasn't <laughs> it was a, working. It was out. a mutual decision. Yeah, we, we Were you officially kicked out for pretending to be gay? No. You attempted to be pretend to be gay. Yeah, I, hit, I I left gay porn open during a room inspection. Me and my friend Andy Sipe, specialist Sipe, <laughs> went to a porn shop. Did he also want to get kicked out, or he was just your friend? He hated it, but he wasn't trying to get kicked out. Yeah, but he hated it. We were we were besties down there at Fort Gordon. What was it? Um, I remember I I've heard all of this before, but it is all very fuzzy in my head. It was uh, Australian gay porn. If yeah, I'm uh, not well, yeah, it was called. Uh, it was called. It was called Good Day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was called Australian Bellboy or something. I think it was called. Have you tried um, to find the magazine? Well, it, the magazine wasn't specifically Australian. The cover oh, guy, the okay. guy on the cover, was Australian. So, uh, but yeah, yeah get you big. The centerfold was him laying on his belly, and his cock was hard, but it was coming out the back. <laughs> I said it kind of like the way I would describe it is like how like uh, you know when they refuel Air Force One, like, it looked like the thing was coming out the back because uh, there was a guy backing backing into his. Oh, so it was him. like a. But they weren't. It was just like it was like he was grinding on his car. Yeah, I call that the parallel park. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because oh man, they, that's how you. Dude, know, you call it the fruit basket. Yeah. When you, you it's funny because yeah, you the got freight the banana popping yeah. out of the back. That's how I know yeah. I don't have a big dick is because I've never thought about fucking somebody from my back. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've yeah. never yeah. thought yeah. about putting it all underneath. and Yeah, yeah, that. ass to ass. Yeah, I've never even considered that. That's the dream. But, uh, yeah. That really is the dream. First Sergeant Zabernack was my first sergeant's name. He wasn't, he didn't care. He just, he just made me do push-ups. He kicked me in the ribs while I was doing push-ups. <laughs> When he, when he found that. So eventually it was just all the shit I was doing led to a personality disorder discharge. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was so an then honorable you get discharge. out and then immediately. Well, into yeah, I, well, that's what I've said. I'm not surprised. I've said that a million times be, about it Brian, be where he'll talk about the army and be like, it's fucking bullshit. Fuck those guys. Fuck this. Fuck that. And then every time I've ever been in an airport with Brian, as soon as they say, and now we'd like to welcome all of our veterans and active duty military. <laughs> just he's like, I'll see you. Yeah. Brian is always on the plane very first before anybody else. Draped hey, I, in an American flag. Yeah. Like, I love this country. 
<laughs> I gave 33 of my months of my life to this fucking country. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some old guy. Did you say months? <laughs> I mean, I, I I bought into it, though, in the beginning. Like, I was brainwashed for a minute. Because it's post Oh, you would have to be. Yeah, it is post 9 How old do you think I am? I'm just I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, post 9-11. I'm adding to the... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but 9-11... We're talking about Korean War here, right? No, I... Uh, <laughs> I uh I like I came home for Christmas in between like from you go to boot camp then you go to AIT AIT is so boot camp is your training on how to be a soldier AIT is your specific training to what your job will be in the military and so okay. in, in between boot camp and AIT I went home for Christmas and I was doing formations and I was like showing everybody everything I learned I got promoted in boot camp like I was like really into it yeah and it wasn't until like yeah, a few things I don't feel like going into, uh, just some um, problems at home that I was trying to get home for that they wouldn't let me go home yeah. for that. Um, and then I was like, oh, fuck you guys. And then it, it was on. But it was like, there's like a, you know, I really appreciate that because there's an arrogance to a young kid who thinks that their individual situation is important, you know, and. Yeah, the, the military is like, dude, like shit happens to everybody all the time. We still need to have a fucking army. You know, it was kind of <laughs> what they were telling me. Yeah. But in my mind, but I'm like, but yeah. I but things are going on in my life. Let me go home. And yeah, like, yeah. I was pissed. I, it took me like 15 years to, to realize how fucking egotistical I was being, even though it doesn't matter how bad the tragedy is at home. Like, you know, everybody yeah. has shit going on. But I was, it, it, if you asked me three years ago, I'd have been like, yeah, fuck them. They screwed me. You know? <laughs> uh, I never, I never uh, had a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could have been a contender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what changed in the last three years? You just get perspective and you realize, you know, you're like, of course they didn't let me go. Of course, because right, something right. was happening at home. Like, what do you think the world just fucking bends to you, you freak? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it's not, uh, you know, because when it's your first, like, really big shit, you're going home, really yeah. big tragedy that you're dealing with, you think it matters. But it doesn't fucking matter yeah. in the big picture to anybody else, you know? Sure. Sure, sure. But I did attack So you colonel. go, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh see, I've, I've, atta I've attacked the colonel a few times in my day, too. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Sanders, <laughs> fantasy. So you, you go. Again. So when, when did the music stuff start happening again? Right away. Yeah, you just got the boys back together. Yeah, Same actually, guys? ironically, I started an acoustic band. Wow! Right when I got out of the military, uh, called Goodness Bunch Gracious. Lesbo Goodness rock. Gra yeah, yeah, Lesbo we rock. Yeah, Lesbo rock. Yeah, yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah. What was the song? Do you have any song <laughs> titles off the top of your head? No, I don't remember that band. And then I started Society of Probable Monsters. After that, okay. And then after that was Bold Slug, which was my first band that I will defend. Bold Slug, yeah, okay. I think they were good. And then where does Neon piss? What kind of what kind of what, what kind of music is that one? Um, if, if I use the word pop punk, a lot of people are going to misinterpret what I mean by that. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a I, it's, I don't want to. If I try to describe what I sound like, it'll be just a nerdy genre. I don't want to fucking go down there. Where does Neon Piss come along? Because Neon Piss is Neon Oakland. All these bands were Georgia. Okay. So when I got out of the military, I went to Atlanta and Athens, and then I, and when I was 23, I moved to Oakland on a phone call. My friend Laura was like, I'm going to go to Oakland. I was like, I'll go with you. <laughs> and I, I just left and went to Oakland. Dude, I love that so much. <laughs> and yeah. then, uh, honestly, a lot of the shit, whenever you start talking about this stuff, a lot of this is right out of the, uh, 
Like a Woody Guthrie album. Well, a Woody Guthrie album, but also that book Chaos about Charles Manson. Where he's like, <laughs> yeah, Manson, I moved yeah, down yeah. to Oakland on a phone call. <laughs> had, a friend, had a friend of mine who said, I'm going to Oakland. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with you. And I was in the army and I attacked the colonel and he couldn't do nothing with me. And I needed to get home and he wouldn't let me get home. The difference between me and Manson, besides the murdering, is that uh, I'm not a leader. Yeah, I've never led. Yeah. I've never been a leader. I'm so that, that Manson music, it wasn't. It wasn't. You, that could, the, you could start a cult. I, I don't think I could. I don't have the charisma for a leader. It wasn't that. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I mean, I don't we could maybe as a team though. Maybe I could be the face of the cult, like a truly like a non hierarchical cult. Yeah, socialist cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, like Brian's not real good at talking, but he's the leader. <laughs> you know, he's a logistics brother. <laughs> Neon Pit, or, uh, yeah. uh, Manson's music. It wasn't. Ba- it wasn't that it was terrible. It's that it was uh, old fashioned at the time. He yeah. was always ten years behind in whatever because he was in jail. So whenever he was in the sixties and they were playing all that different kind of music, all of his music was still fucking sounding like it was from the fifties. And everybody was like, "That shit's whack, man." Yeah. Like, was it like like Greenwich Village folk? Is that what he was doing? I, I would say it's like pick up your game girl and shit like that. Like that's I all, never that, liked that, his during music. This, well, I'm saying for it wasn't that like it's not. Good, but it's not terrible for the time. It's not terrible. It's just that that style of music had already gone out of oh. fashion. He never moved on into the next thing because he was in fucking jail his entire life. So that's why he talks that way too. Whenever he gets out of jail, he's been in jail his entire life. I don't remember exactly how old he was whenever he got out of jail for the first like. Cause, but he was in jail from the time he was like nine years old till he was like twenty something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's just his entire life is spent in there, and so he's not uh, getting anything from the outside. Yeah. Dude, I uh, I watch a lot. That book, by the way, actually, Chaos is so good. Oh, it's great. Is that's the best one? Absolutely. Really I got to read that one. Yeah. Because I just, all I know about him is I mean, what I've watched. Just, well, interviews. that's the one that's, it's talking about how uh, kind of full of shit uh, the entire thing was. And yeah, because I heard all, the other book, uh, the the one named after the Beatles song. Yeah, that one, that one's written by Vince. Uh, Helter, Skelter. Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. I heard that one sucked dick. It's, that one has a lot of information, but it's written by the prosecutor. What's, uh, what are we breaking up on here? Thing here, I guess. Um, but so Vince will go. Bill, I can't remember how to say his last name, but that's what uh, Chaos is all kind of putting it on how he was kind of full of shit and how I don't know. It's very, it's a very, I don't want to put up too much, but it's well, they, a lot of all it, you have to do is trace Manson's whereabouts and like you yeah. see where he goes and where the big, the big one to me was that San Francisco that his stuff. Pro, yeah, his probation officer was literally. They transferred from where he was to the probation officer in San Francisco. They did that. The government did that. Manson didn't do that. Yeah. And the the place that he went to in San Francisco was this huge LSD testing yeah. facility. It's all MK Ultra where shit in that. They, yeah. I, I heard yeah, that they, on the Rogan. They did video. specific tests with the uh, uh, LSD and then giving him speed afterwards. And the mice that they did the experiments on would go like ballistic. Yeah, and then the the Manson murders ended up being on LSD and speed, yeah. just like in the experiment. Even the so uh, very interesting. Remember when they put uh, the DDR moves next to him in his court freak out? <laughs> yeah. That's one of the funniest things I've ever yeah, seen on the internet. Good, uh, it's like him yeah, like yeah, yeah. dancing on the internet. With the DDR, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the arrow <laughs> next to him. Where does Neon Piss? Yeah. Is Neon Piss the only band that was like, I would get, say, for lack of a better word, worked out? No, no, no. Uh, uh, the new flesh worked out too. We we were both on this. We were on the same label as Neon Piss, Deranged Records, which is a decent label from Canada. Um, but Neon Piss started in two thousand ten, I think. We recorded our f- demo 
in Neil Young's uh, 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 model train recording studio. Like okay. you know, you know, he's into super into model no trains. Way. Yeah, Neil Young has like uh, a ton of patents on model train sounds because his kid's like autistic or something and is really into model trains. So he like went full into it so we were recording the studio that's got all these great mics because it was all like they would send out field recorders to go to like train yards to record different train sounds that's and so shit funny. that's yeah. why if you listen to neon piss every now and then it would be like <laughs> in the background every every because every hour on the hour there's a cuckoo clock that's a train that goes yeah, on yeah, it's yeah. a train sound sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there's 12 of them sometimes there's two of them just depends on what time it was that time it is crazy how nice everything was in that studio and how bad that demo sounds it sounds like shit but this guy uh <laughs> this guy who ran a popular punk blog uh we gave him our demo and he blew us up in europe because he was like this is amazing and uh, he had a Thank lot you. more pull in Europe. So we got a European tour started. Like the booking started when we only had four songs. Oh, fuck it. We had a four song demo or five song demo out. Wow. And they were like, you guys are going to come to Europe. And by the way, Europe expects you to play for an hour, you know, because like punk shows don't last that long for yeah. sets. And we were like, yikes. But that band, we knew like a billion covers. We were like Charlie Crockett. Dude. Yeah. We could play anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're up there like, and this is a slow jam. Yeah, yeah. You get a fast <laughs> It's like an ac acoustic part. The, on the encore is Brian playing Tracy Chapman on acoustic. Well, dude, yeah. the lucky thing about that is I'd played bass in that band, and the other guys were all very talented. So they could just, I was like always nervous I was going to be exposed because I was not nearly as good a musician as those dude. dudes. But luckily I just played bass. So I could just, if you gave me the key, I would just play you know, I'd play in rhythm and in key. Yeah. <laughs> just got to keep up. Were you an active bass player? Yeah. Or did you look like that dead guy we saw playing? No, I was very active. <laughs> I don't remember if that, that was in the, the the opening band whenever we had gone to that show. But mm -hmm. that bass player legitimately looked fucking dead. The only thing that was moving was his index finger. <laughs> yeah. He, he, <laughs> yeah. Doom, he had a real, uh, real slowpoke Rodriguez vibe, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, just a hat. <laughs> All you see is a hat and a mustache. Hat, mustache, really long hair, and he was just like, it was super fucking. <laughs> he was walking it, baby. Yeah, yeah walking it, walking, walking in his death. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so wait, no, so the the neon piss going like uh, basically doing the European tour was that. What would you say was like the the height of the the music? And then I also want to know why you stopped. Well, nobody wants to see it balding chubby 35 year old punk musician they i mean don't. that that's that's for the youth baby uh, <laughs> do you want the real answer why well, i stopped yes of the, course the real answer is that uh the punk world got a little suffocating for me in a sense that um uh, it, it, it's kind of like how the culture is now where you have to be a perfect person all the time and you have to yeah. be the the most activist activist you have to be the most radical radical and See, uh, that's what Voki was telling me is that kind of the way that uh, other stuff has become is that punk was like kind of 10 years ahead of all that. Oh, shit. for sure. For sure. And it's past mm. now. Now I'm confused again. Yeah. I had my <laughs> finger on the pulse for a while. I knew what everybody <laughs> was saying, but now, I, now here's a 35, 30, yeah. year old, 70 year old guy. Yeah. Like, Who what the fuck's a Neo pronoun? What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, and so, but the problem was with all this, like, you know, with all this phony grandstanding that I was doing, like trying to be the best person ever, I started like I had no outlet. So I was being a real dick in my personal relationships. 
Uh, mm. I was just being an asshole. Just every, I was just not a healthy person when it was one-on-one. And I think a lot of that yeah. had to do with the fact that I was just performing all the time and being phony. And so the, uh, I, I just felt like it was destroying my brain. So then I started doing stand-up where I could be honest in public and I could start to, and yeah. not, not honest. You know what I mean? Emotionally honest, just talking shit. Yeah. 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 Not trying to be perfect. Oh yeah, dude, I totally understand. I mean, I left my whole life behind for the first 30 years of my life. It's like religion. It's just like, you get it. Yeah. Yeah, It's just like religion. We're like, you know, the, the best parishioner, I don't know how you say it, pair, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. Is that how you say it? Yeah. I would just probably say Christian. Yeah. I just a member of the parish, the the person. Yeah. A parishioner. Yeah. 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 That the best one is probably got the most secrets. Yeah. Congregate. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. You know, you, Man, that sounds like I'm blaming bodies in someone's grill. It sounds like I'm blaming the culture of punk for being a dick, but I I mean, it's not that it's just, I don't know. I just wasn't, I wasn't going down a a healthy path. Yeah. Yeah. I was treating people like shit and it was just getting worse and worse. And stand up honestly, like changed everything for me. When I was a musician, I was worried I was going to be exposed as a phony. I didn't think I was a real musician when I was on stage. I never felt like people were going to find out it wasn't funny because it's right there. Yeah. They're laughing. No, at yeah. 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 yeah no. You're exposed immediately. Yeah. So there's no waiting yeah. to be exposed. I was honest. Uh, I was being, a, you know, I was being like a dick for fun. People were laughing at yeah, my yeah. asshole energy and then I could go home yeah. and it was out of me <laughs> and I could be nice. <laughs> and now my yeah, personal yeah, relationships yeah. are a lot better than my professional relationships. <laughs> well, I think that goes for most of us here. Yeah. Uh, dude, that's a trip, man. I was just yeah, a that, drunk, a, dude. Yeah. I was pissed off and I was a drunk. And uh, when you're on tour, you can be drunk every night. There's no reason to not be drunk, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so when I come home, I would shake from like drinking. And yeah, whenever uh, me and Vokey yeah. first started hanging out, it was. Uh, I was a drinker. Oh, big time. Yeah. And loving a, it was a PBR tall can all the time. Constant. Yeah. And you're blasting, uh, blasting cigs. Ziggies. Which yeah. ones were they? Uh, I smoked Marble Reds, the 72s. Yes. The I remember scene. it was a white box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin, have yeah. you ever heard the story of how me and Vokey became friends? No. Literally, the way me and Brian became friends, I don't even, would he probably, it was early, I would say early 2016, because it was right whenever I'd moved to LA. I, I moved really, November 15th. Yeah, so I think we pretty much, neither of us really knew that many people. We weren't talking, we were sitting in the hallway of Flappers Comedy Club, and we weren't talking to each other, we weren't talking to anybody, we were just sitting there, and then, or maybe we had seen each other around, I was just like, what's up, what's up, and then we're sitting there, not saying anything, and we're outside of this open mic, we're right through the door to, I remember where I was sitting, I was, uh, to Vokey's left, was right by the door, I was directly across, and this guy walked past, and he looked in the room, and then he's like, what's going on in here? And Vokey was like, oh, it's an open mic. And the guy goes, oh, fucking awesome. <laughs> and then he walked in, he wa- and then he walked inside, and it was truly not even two seconds, like we both looked at each other and went, ugh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. And then he walked inside, and literally, as soon as he walked inside, we looked at each other. We're like, Ugh. yeah. And we both like rolled our eyes at that guy. <laughs> that yeah. is the perfect situation. Yeah. And then we being should, annoyed yeah. by somebody liking comedy yeah. at Flappers. Yeah. <laughs> so then we put it our, out our hands and we shook hands. Yeah. Put started, it there, partner. Started raining and lightning went off and. 
Dude, I, I, when, yeah, we, yeah. when we first when I first moved to LA, uh, that Flappers open mic would give you a pizza if you had the best of the night. Oh, I was yeah, I was broke, yeah, yeah. dude. I started to rely on those pizzas. I remember they cut me off. Like yeah, I got cut off. Eventually they too. cut Christian Piper off we, too. All three of us. Well, that's why we started hanging out with Christians. I think we were all getting we all got we, cut we're off. all getting pie of the week and our pie of the night or <laughs> whatever. I, I was I had a few stacked up because I was like I don't want to use it right now. Like if I. Because whenever I had first moved there, I was working at that fucking Vietnamese restaurant. I was working at uh, 9021 Pho in the, Glenda- <laughs> in the Glendale Galleria, which I eventually got fired yep. from for getting two bad Yelp reviews in one day. So it wasn't even in the 90210 area? Not at all. No, <laughs> That's it was funny. in the Glendale Galleria. <laughs> Dude, and I would go down, I would park, I would go down the escalator every day, and I would go past this fucking Scientology kiosk, and every day I would get into it with this guy because every day he'd be like hey come on what about today and i was like dude stop fucking talking to me yeah or i'm gonna fucking snap on you and then he would do it every day be like today and then like some days i'd be in a better mood and be like ah you almost got me whatever i was living at the fucking extended stay days in in glendale working at 90214 Mm -hmm. and i was like good god dark dark dude yeah that hotel was sick though oh it's a dark bar oh that bar best truly at the time, best yeah, bar yeah. in LA. Oh, I would drink like forty beers, and it would be like three dollars. <laughs> yeah. Cheapest bar, yeah. cheapest bar in the world. It was dark. There was a grand piano. I remember I did a set on and Joseph P. Larkin was doing an open mic there. No, I started the, the open like mic. The, there. They started it together. Yeah. But, oh, you did? The yeah, yeah. JPL and yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun. Mic. I never saw. I don't. I don't know. I think I ever went when you hosted. But I remember him hosting. Well, they would like switch but off. JPL would always have his voice changed. Yeah, the vocal vo- like vo- thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, a yeah, dark yeah. place. It was a fun time, but it was it was a dark place. But that was where fucking literally where Gaylord Dingler came back into the picture. I swear, I it was so weird because Gaylord Dingler. Long <laughs> story short, Gaylord Dingler. Long story short, was like a legendary potluck comedian at the comedy store this old weird how would you even describe the way he looks he looked like an old sea captain yeah and he was pretty yeah, much yeah. he pretty much had no like he looked like the pirate <laughs> booty logo yeah pretty much had no uh like he was kind of like incoherent most of the time but he would get up on stage and he would tell these jokes and he was like yeah yeah i know i went been going down to the elvis uh the elvis uh the elvis workout center or something he's like and i had uh, my girlfriend went down there with me and she had places so good she lost 45 pounds in one day and you know how she did it the machine ripped her leg off the machine ripped your leg off. The machine ripped your leg off. By the way, a forty-five pound leg is a big yeah. I don't remember leg. exactly what he said, but I remember <laughs> I was big, he's a big guy. I remember I was like, this guy is so. I was like, this guy's so odd and so interesting. I wonder what his deal is. I remember I had smoked weed and I was at the Target at the Glendale Galleria because I would get a discount for working in the mall. So I would go to that Target and get mm-hmm. whatever I needed. And I was in that Target and I was on my phone and I just Googled Gaylord Dingler, and. All of this shit came up. There was a documentary that that's how I met Todd Munson. Yeah. Todd Munson had made a documentary called like looking for Gaylord or something because he had disciplined like somebody that was at the comedy store. Not like he was past or anything, but he was there like every Monday, every Monday for literally, I think, 20 years. Like, I think because he came up with like Letterman, like it was around when like Letterman the comedy was, store owes him a pension at that point. Yeah, he was there. <laughs> yeah, every yeah. every Monday for I think literally two decades and then he disappeared. And so Todd Munson had like made this whole documentary and then so I don't even know how but these like two kids in uh uh in like somewhere outside Detroit had seen saw Gaylord outside of the uh a 711 and he was like talking to them how about how he was you know he knows all these guys whatever and somehow they got in contact with Todd and then Todd was like 
that he, he was like, no way. And he was like, and literally he was like, take a picture with today's paper and Gaylord Dingler. And they did and sent it to Todd. So Todd, like with a camera crew, flew out to... Like cartel style. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like with a camera crew, flew out to Michigan and met up with Gaylord. But then he had moved back to L.A. with his brother, who was like this wacky lawyer guy. And uh, like nobody had heard from him. And then so I got in touch with Todd... Literally, the first time I ever talked to Todd Munson, I was like, hey, dude, I was like, I I know the whereabouts of Gaylord Dingler. <laughs> and so then that and then <laughs> eventually with Todd, Todd helped. And then uh, Jeff Dennis, Ryan O'Neill and Rick Ingram all got it to where we got Gaylord to go back to the comedy store to do potluck. And they had put him up on it. Did he do potluck or friends and family? Uh, I think he did the very last set of friends and family. So it was like a completely packed OR. And he's on stage doing the machine ripped your leg off. I once bought (laughs) Sanka brand coffee over his Sanka coffee. Oh, yeah, because he was talking about Sanka. I never heard of that. I heard it in a few country songs. (laughs) Yeah. I think maybe in a Mississippi John Hurt song. His his jokes make zero sense. And they're all 100 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even know. I think he's still alive. I think him and his brother moved to like Victorville or something. They're wealthy, right? They will all be there soon. His brother has a decent amount of money, but but Gaylord lived in the hotel. So he literally, technically, you were kind of roommates. I was roommates with Gaylord Dingler. So (laughs) he would, he literally, the only reason he came to that is because I think he saw a flyer in the elevator that was like comedy open mic come out here, which I printed those flyers from the fucking, uh, uh, Cause I, dude, I was so broke whenever I moved here. I would use the computer in the lobby to do whatever I had to do. Oh, for sure, dude. Like for I, like hours yeah. a night, I would just chill down there from like midnight till three a.m. on the lobby hotel computer. I, uh, dude, one t- I had a dark moment. One time, I was sitting on that rock in front of there, yeah, smoking a cigarette, and I was taking an Uber to a show at what? Not Hooters. What was that other? Sh- it was the, the, the 50s diner. Mel's. Mel's. I was on my way to a show. Nightmare. And Mel's. And that's where I found out my friend died. And that was the one where I was crying in the Uber. And the guy was like, it, it's all right, buddy. It's going to be all right, buddy. <laughs> Did he ask you what was going on? Or he was like, it's okay. I don't remember. I, God, I wish I had a better memory because it was even funnier, the real story. <laughs> I don't really remember it. But I remember it being like. Almost funny enough to laugh at, the, at that <laughs> at time. Bad yeah, yeah, yeah. The but he's okay, buddy. He's okay. He's yeah, okay. he was very he's sweet, cute. very sweet Uber driver. Um, I did not do the show at Mel's. Uh, why not, dude? It's a good show. Yeah, <laughs> first time it ever. It was brutal. It was a bar in the back of Mel's Diner. One thing, I the one th- quote I've always disagreed with is the show must go on. I feel like 90% of the time the show does not have to go no, on. No, no. <laughs> There's no reason for the show to go Everything on. Everything will be okay without yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. If all shows yeah. stopped, we'd be fine. Yeah, things would be good. <laughs> Uh, I think there was well, more, uh, more emails. Let me just we, double check. You want one more email, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap her up, uh, dude. Brian, thanks for. The, I always get huge studio. I get massive anxiety when uh, questions are about like like an interview style. I, I where I'm I talking know, about my life. I'm going to think all day I, for some reason. I'm going to be swept up in anxiety. I hate. I don't know why. Does that happen to you? Anybody else? Like when you have to like talk about yourself? Well, it's like a, it's it's almost the anxiety. I don't get that bad of anxiety, but. I feel like if you have somebody giving you decent prompts, it's not bad. But it's like when you go into a job interview and the first thing they say is, tell me about yourself. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? You I want to just that. fucking rattle off some shit about me? Right. 
I also well, I've known you for for like five years, Brian. Easy. And there's, I, I get little snippets of of your uh, of your life. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it it is. I mean, you have a very interesting life, and so I'm always like, I'd like I'd like to get the chronological, you know, Brian Vokey story. I have probably know, one of got, the have, probably one of the most suburban white biographies you could ever have. Military bands and comedy. When the suburbs go wrong, yeah, it's like the whitest biography ever. Um, (laughs) This is uh, this guy's very polite. Uh, This is a uh, you know this is an interesting question. Also, it said, uh, "Hey, bag fries." Uh, you know, we have names uh, no, uh, <laughs> and pronouns <laughs> and pronouns. Yeah. Uh, quick question for you. I know in the past, Kevin has talked about podcasts like you made it weird or other podcasts like WTF that really romanticized the profession of stand up comedy. So I'm curious, how did your perception of these podcasts changed after you guys to move to LA? Love the show boys. Luke. Thanks, Luke. What do you guys think? I used to love you make, you made it weird. Um, like right when I first started doing stand up, I would listen to, Pete Holmes, and you know he's a guy who went to church and all that stuff, and so I was like, "Oh, it's, it's like me," you know. Didn't you freak? Didn't I, you freak him he, out one time? Yeah, I I went to I went to a show and I reached into a bag to give him a book I bought for him. Did he think you were going to kill like him? I, yeah, it, dude. Well, I rushed. He left the show early because I thought he was going to do a meet and greet, and so I ran after him in right in the front of the you improv. Were running after and him with a bag and reaching into the bag, that Bruce yeah, would have I, fucking I, bear maced you. Oh, I would have pepper sprayed you immediately. A hundred percent, no question. Dude, no, so I had I had the backpack like on like both straps, and as I'm running out, I'm going pee pee like because <laughs> I told him I was going to give him a book. On uh, like uh, uh, Facebook Messenger, we had talked. He sent a ransom note. Yeah, he sent out the letters out. I, I have a novel for you. Yeah, I'm going to give you a quote unquote book. You'll love the ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you literally sound but like I the took... guy who killed John Lennon. <laughs> yeah. Was, it, was the book Catcher in the Rye? Yeah, yeah, of course. What book to. was it? No, it was uh, The Alchemist. It was Fifty Shades um, of Grey. Peter, yeah, I want yeah. to suck you. Pete, you got to read this. <laughs> it's like porn. No. I, I swung one of the straps off, and then I swung it around, and I reached in my bag, and I'm like, I have something for you. I have something. Uh, <laughs> something. Were you wearing lipstick at the time? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was wearing heels. Yeah. You're dressed like Robert Durst. Stewart wig. You're dressed like Robert Durst while he shoplifts. You're dressed yeah, like exactly. the Fonz and Waterboy when he's on the phone. Yeah, I, <laughs> the high heels. I had a foot long hoagie in the other hand. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking black out. Oh my god. No, but I gave I I gave him the book and uh, it, I was very awkward because I realized what I had done. Like the moment I put my hand in the bag, I was like, oh, he thinks it's a gun, and I look like a psycho. So then I was just like, it's a book. I, for that member, I got a book for you. Mm-hmm. I I was on, uh, and he's like, "Is it fiction?" And I was like, "Yeah, you'll like it." And then I just handed it to him, you know. And uh, he's like, "Thanks." And then he sent me a message later. But then I kept hearing stories about him being an asshole to everybody. And then I witnessed him like slough out, like chew away like a couple of comics or whatever, which I totally understand. Yeah, they but probably keep, had actual so guns. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I would say after moving to L.A., I fell out of love with almost every person that I 
like admired. Like I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. And then I would meet somebody and be like, oh, they're just like me or they're. We're the same age, right? Or whatever. I'm 40. I'm 37. So essentially we're the same age. Yeah. yeah. Um, isn't it interesting how when you get down to L.A. and like in life, you know, I'm walking around with 37 years of experience. And when I meet somebody like I'm carrying that with me, but like because of comedy and the, and the business, like the power dynamic shift to where you'll be talking to a 28 year old who's crushing it. And you kind of find yourself a little bit submitting to them because of where they're at. And it's like, man, this yes. motherfucker does no shit, yeah. you know, but like because yep. of the business, you know, you're, you, you're kind of below this person. Oh, yeah. 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 It sucks, dude. Especially when you, cause when you start, when you start late, then like you're, it's basically like if you didn't start high school till you were 30. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> What's up fellas with your Everybody, backpack. You're like a fresh, you're, you're a 40 year old freshman and you're talking to a, you know, a, a 16 year old senior and you're like, how does this work? You know, yeah. And they're yeah. just like, oh, let me tell you, man, like, you know, and it's, yeah, I hate, I do hate it too, because there's situations too, where it's like, because they have that one little edge up or whatever, then for some reason they think they know like everything. And in those situations, you just gotta be like, so who do, who do I, tell? so you went to a class to get an agent and that's like what yeah. happened or like, or like, the oh, fact oh, your, your mom is Robert Redford. Oh, okay. Right. Like, or, or the fact that like, you know, there'll be somebody who's like half your age, but like they're, you're hosting and they're like headlining the show or whatever. And the waiters and everybody's like cowtailing to them and they're just bullying over yeah. you and pushing you out of the way. And you're like, Motherfucker, I've seen some shit. All right, give me, give me some <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of respect just for still being alive, cocksucker. But uh, that's my Seriously. comedy goal. My comedy goal, my ultimate comedy goal, is to be in a place in my career where I'm not in the way. Always, yeah. That's we, we talked about dude, that a lot, especially with like the comedy store shit. I mean, we talked about that a lot very early on. Of like, really, the the goal is to not be in the way. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Whenever you first start, especially at the comedy store, I remember whenever I would first go there, and I would like. You're trying so hard to be out of the way. Yeah. If you're if you if you're smart if you're smart or you have any brain activity at all, you're trying desperately to be out of the way. Right. And then you get these. Well, fucks you and, also, it's you know. like you want to be noticed, but like vaguely. You want to be noticed like the right way. Like yeah. You want to be see yeah, you yeah, on yeah. stage and notice you that way, not notice you because you're chasing them and pulling a book out of a bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you don't want to. You know, you don't want that stink yeah. of an assassin. Yeah, on you, you pull the book open and it's cut out, and there is a gun inside <laughs> yeah. the book. Yeah, yeah. But see, it's like a gun my grandfather made for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I see yeah, how this, yeah. I see how this looks. No, weird. Pete. No, Pete. It's a ghost gun. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't shoot. <laughs> the uh, the question about um, we're like with I still enjoy podcast i listen to a lot of podcasts and i still enjoy them but my thing is almost the opposite where whenever i had started i especially when you first start and all you want to listen you listen to so much stand-up and like on you know yeah. pandora whatever yeah. like you're finding all these new comedians and especially like before you move down here mm -hmm. like always listening to stand-up where it's like now i never whenever i see a comedy special now i almost never watch it because if it's somebody that I like, it's like I've already seen them working it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Most of the time. So, like, I've I seen them working just, that I, out. And, but it's like now it's like I don't – as far as – if whenever – you know this, Kevin. What is happening? That's his end. Okay. That's whenever – dropped out. But it's it's coming through on the – well, it's coming through on the music. See, and look, the he's frozen. Oh, okay. You, can you hear me, Kevin? 
Yeah, that's that's not our end. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, you were you were moving. You're can you hear okay, me? You're back. Yeah, your internet okay. dropped for a second. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, but what? Uh, like I would say, you'll attest to this is that whenever you, I'm driving in the car with you, and your thing is just on shuffle, and stand up comes on. I, t- I literally the. F- faster than I've ever done anything in my life, I reach up and skip it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I just, it's not even like I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear it because maybe it's going to bleed into my act. I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it either. And it's like, I, especially with that's uh, something too where you first get into comedy and the people that you like so much, you start seeing people who are trying to emulate them and that are bad at comedy and they're doing a bad version of them. And it kind of, without even trying makes you like them a little bit less because you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard everybody doing this very poorly. And it's like, that. who would kinda- you say you were a bad version? Of? I, I was definitely easily a terrible Louis CK. Yeah. When I first started, I what- would say Louis, Stan- Louis Stanhope Canaan. What like- about you, Kevin? I don't know, man. I, I, the only thing I can say is that I don't think I watched enough stand up before I started to like, uh, emulate too much. But, uh, I don't know. The only the only comic that anybody ever used to say that I reminded them of was Dave Chappelle when I first started, which is very odd. Uh, I know that I'm saying that out loud, but that's. Uh, oh, I thought that was a bit. That was the only. No, 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 no. That's, when, when I when I first started, my buddies would uh, my buddies would say that I sounded like Chappelle. I remember when I first picked up but, a guitar, uh, everybody was like, "You remind me of Paul McCartney." <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> shut up. And, uh, it wasn't his style. It was his voice or whatever. Like, yeah, I think Kevin it was, was just doing a lot like, more. Man, I was down there doing the day. Yeah. <laughs> How's your fella yeah. used to say? <laughs> Hung up yeah, pictures yeah. of his family. Yeah. Dude, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, man, whenever I first started, Kanane, like, just from Pandora and shit, Kanane was somebody that I, like, started listening to a lot. And it's very weird now, uh, like, being friends with him. It's very odd. Like I feel like I just yeah. got over the fact. Like that's like when I lived with Maria Bamford. Yeah, that she, I was Maria Bamford's one of my early. Yeah, she had this. Uh, she had this stand up. Uh, she was on Letterman when I was a kid. Doing. Uh, she did a bit on lifestyles of the rich and famous coming to her one bedroom apartment or her studio apartment, <laughs> and it was like my favorite bit. I never saw because one thing I always hated is like when people like like a lot of people in comedy would be like, don't tell them you're poor. Don't tell them you have a day job. Yeah. You know, you want them to think you're a... Yeah. Maria's doing Letterman, talking about she lives in a studio apartment, has no money, and I'm like, yeah, dude, fuck off with all that shit. Just yeah. Whatever is your exactly. shit, do it. Well, I kind of fall into the same thing of of whatever, but it's just whenever I'm working at the comedy store, if I'm not working in the same room that I'm going up in, I will always put on a jacket. Not like a sports jacket, but oh, I will always... I, I thought you were... Again, no. I thought this was a bit. No, I'll... He's Chappelle, you're fucking Leno. <laughs> no, I'll just... Literally, every... I'm not even fucking around. Almost every night whenever I go to the comedy store, I bring a backpack with a jacket in it or a hoodie or something so that if I'm going up in another room, I can just throw something over and nobody knows the difference of whether I'm working or not. I get it. You cover the logo up. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not, it, but that's not because yeah. ma- management doesn't give a fuck. I could do whatever the fuck I want. It's, that's it's a, my own thing. Of I don't want to be like, I just don't want the audience to be like, oh, this guy, something's going on here, and they needed the guy who's seating the room to go up here to waste time. Is right. the way I feel about it. Whenever I'm, yeah, up. yeah, yeah. I just try to full bore like whatever is going on is going on. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Outside of that, I just don't like to. I mean, sometimes and sometimes people that I work with will like, even though they're not wearing the thing, will go up and be like, yeah, I fucking work here. And I'm like, you just do the, just do the yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah. fine. Just don't tell them that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't let yeah. them know that. Which is the same. Yeah. There's I mean the same other issues have had the same thing where it's like. If people come here and everybody, they realize that everybody on stage works here and they don't understand how the comedy store works, all they're going to think is like if you went to a music show and somebody was like, oh, the reason this show is good at night is because everyone who's playing in this band also takes out the trash here. Yeah, yeah, You'd yeah. Be like, what the fuck are we seeing? Why are we watching this? Why would I ever watch that? Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things I, I, the, I, even like when I went to church and stuff, like any, anything, I hate going as a member of the audience. I don't like it. I don't like going places where I'm not, I don't have a role in what is happening. Like that, that feeling of being in the way, like I get that everywhere. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I, uh, that, that's why like I, I, if that, if I've made any headway in Los Angeles at all, it's the fact that I feel comfortable at the comedy store. Finally, you know, that like, I know people there, I can say hi. I don't feel like, uh, like people are all talking shit, you know, which may, I don't know if they are, but you know, I used to, I, you know, Brian has accused me of being uh, paranoid and overthinking and sensitive. And that all comes into play uh, at the store. Like I would say diagnosed. Else. I wouldn't say accused. Yeah. He diagnosed you. I, yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm waking, waiting on my prescription refills. <laughs> it just said rat poison on the. On the <laughs> all I, I know, know is that if the, Kevin the, runs after me, I know it's not a book that's yeah, coming that's out of that bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll probably be a sandwich. And be like, buddy, come on, let's hang. <laughs> it's, it's fucking uh, the, the lawn chairs that you bring to a fucking uh, tailgate party. Yeah, with the fold-out yeah, 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 fold yeah. a chair. Yeah. He's riding, you're riding let's one of those uh, scooters that's yeah. also an ice chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So come on, bro, let's chill. Yeah, I only listen to podcasts uh, with like musicians and fighters and athletes. That's all I really listen. I don't want to listen to like I stopped listening to the comedy interviews with Marin a long time ago. I only listen to Marin interview musicians. Um, But yeah, dude, there's I know we're trying to wrap up, but the funny I just re-listened to Mark Marin interviewing Nick Cave and. Mark Marin has the funniest attitude because he opens up pretty early in the interview like, yeah, every, every girlfriend I've ever had was obsessed with you. And he brings that energy where it's like, <laughs> you can tell he's staring at Nick Cave and thinking like, every girl I ever fucked wish they were fucking you. Yeah. And he had that, like he had this chip on his shoulder for the whole interview and you could tell he was really insecure. It's so fucking funny. Oh, that's i mean that's the best part about Marin, like that whole thing like that dynamic right there like yeah. the personal taking it personal like this is about him yeah, in a yeah, negative yeah, yeah. way yeah it's yeah. just like you asked me to come here every girl like, who's ever you know, looked like, at me wished it was your cock in or not mine and then he's yeah, like, yeah but that's yeah. the energy he's at when he's bringing when he's like so you're from australia <laughs> is that what's wrong with yeah, me? Yeah. Is it because my I don't have an Australian cock? Is that what's wrong with me? Yeah, he just can't put it between yeah. his legs and yeah. behind. <laughs> <laughs> we call that going down under. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bruce, get off your phone. I swear to I God. I was making I'll sure we had you. nothing else going on. Uh just wanted to give, before we wrap up, shouts out to the international uh listeners shouts out indonesia shouts out costa rica shouts out portugal dude appreciate you guys yeah 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 uh, those are all countries that don't extradite yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh shout out to our fans and they're just fucking (laughs) married to multiple teenagers over there shout out to Uh, the recording just got an email from a g the recording stopped again all right we're good we'll just wrap it up we're good thank you guys very much appreciate you guys well, no, no video for the for the outro. Oh, we're done. Two's All right, well, Brian, sit back down. I'll just get the audio real quick. And then. Uh, 
Sit the fuck back down. <laughs> Shut down, goddammit. Uh, you know, we're put peeling back the curtain here. All right. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, folks, Brian, first off, thank you a ton for saving yeah, the day on you, this Brian. one Appreciate and uh, letting us use uh, the setup and whatnot. And I uh, hopefully will be getting better uh, very soon. But if you enjoy the pod, uh, go to bagfriespod at gmail.com and send us a send us a line drop us a, a what's up and uh subscribe to uh the podcast subscribe to uh uh wait what are you and ramsey calling it the brian ramsey show the, that's easy the, uh, uh subscribe to boners uh and uh, <laughs> and of course fat jocks and then uh you guys have been doing great as far as sharing all the uh, little snippets we've been throwing out to so just keep yeah, that up and uh, if you want your so question much. answered on the uh, the pod uh, send us uh, send us an email uh, Leave a review else? too. Five star review on iTunes helps us, helps us out. Really do appreciate everybody. Uh, also, it's not a good bit to do the four star thing. No, I, I tell people that all the time. I say, do five stars. Don't be don't. Yeah, think it's that's funny, not but. fucking funny. You're no. you're fucking with my paper. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah play with my money is like playing with my emotions. Uh, no, I really do appreciate everybody. Uh, everybody being cool about the episode coming out late. Uh, I even talked to a few people on Instagram today, telling them what was going on. So we're good. This is going to be out today. Uh, Yeah, just appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. Job bless. Bye. Thank you. There's only one prophet, and his name is Muhammad. (laughs) 